down your unders. Down your unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Hello everybody and welcome to this beautiful, beautiful episode 181 of the Art of War Down Under podcast. My name is always Adam Camilleri and I am joined to review my most favoritist, my most secretive, my most unforgiven faction, uh, the Dark Angels Codex Supplement Index 3.3 statues stitched together, strap them on top of each other and here we go. Now we've got a picture of what we'll be getting. Um, I am joined by the only man qualified to sit next to me and do this. Actually, sorry, there are many, but this is the only guy who, who you know, I, I could get on such short notice. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's John freaking Lennon, everybody. Uh, the Pretty much the, uh, the flag holder for many Space Marine uh, players in the world being the gold standard himself, the boy King. Hello, mate. Welcome to the show. <laughs> well, I appreciate the uh, the kind intro there. It's it's good to be it's good to be here with a fellow member of the inner circle, Adam. Is indeed. Now you've been my uh, my uh, inner circle brother for many uh, many a while. We've talked many a list, especially in tenth edition, about what what is what isn't worth taking and, and where we're at. Now we have a, a spicy new codex. That's a uh, it is. Giving me some ideas, but also giving me some quandaries. But anyway, regardless of that, this is a two-part podcast. Second part is going to be me and John talking about your beautiful listener questions laid down upon us by our wonderful patrons. And if not, we're just going to be sitting back and probably trying to write the best list we can for each detachment in this codex. Talk about what it can do, what it can't do, what it's going to struggle with, where it's good, where it's bad, and etc. But John, you have plenty to plug also, mate. What's going on with you guys? Absolutely. So uh, if you're on Art of War Down Under and you don't know about Art of War, honestly, credit to Adam. But uh, make sure you check out all of the (laughs) wonderful things we do at Art of War. Um, If you haven't checked out our YouTube channel lately, we are still putting out live free content five days a week. We still have a free trial if you want to get a glimpse behind the wonderful war room. Um, Adam, what day of the week do you you publish these episodes? Uh, Tuesday mornings, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Gotcha. Well, in that case, at the time that this is going live, there will already be two games in the War Room with the new Dark Angels Codex. So, you know, if you want to sign up for a free trial, maybe check it out. Now's a good time. And we'll even be going live tomorrow with another game, a third game of Dark Angels. We're going to have three Dark Angel games in, I think, in five days to show all of you wonderful people. So, wow. check out the Wowie, indeed. Uh, but those of you who know what we do know that whenever time we get a new codex, we kind of try and review it to the best of our ability from the top possible perspective, giving you guys everything you need to know to play into and play as this codex when it is released. Now, of course, this is the first Space Marine, I guess, supplement, the first Space Marine chapter to get their own fully-fledged subset of rules. Um, there were some people who thought that when this... Um, this book came out. This um, faction may be blocked from accessing the main rulebook detachments. There was fears of bloat in the game. There's fears of just so many detachments being available to so many people. Um, and I can say that that is not, not the case. As far as I can tell, unless John is going to tell me otherwise, Dark Angel players now have nine detachments of which to choose to build their codex, that being the six in the Astartes Codex and now the three held within this uh, codex supplement. That's correct, yeah, mate? Well, uh, close enough. I'm not going to blame you for forgetting the first company task force. For in fact, Dark Angels have ten detachments to shoot. Oh, from. never. I mean, I mean, I, 
we'll talk at the end about how many detachments they actually have because that it is debatable. Now that you mentioned that, the fact they've got ten, it's debatable how many of them they're actually going to get used. Um, and so we are going <laughs> to pontificate maybe in part two about where the power lies. Of course, uh, firstly within this book, and then secondly within uh, Dark Angels as a whole. Um, jumping into the review, of course. Army rule hasn't changed. Oath of Moment is exactly the same. Don't need to tell you what happens there. But the Unforgiven is the new portion of this rule. Tell us the tell us the lowdown here. What is what is this edition? How does it work? Yeah. So um, I'm uh, clearly I started on the wrong page, but I'm 99% sure that what you're referencing is that paragraph that tells you how keywords work. Yay! They explained it. <laughs> yep. Excellent. So they basically are saying that uh, you can only take. Dark Angels, because it's got those second faction keyword, the exact same thing we saw in the Space Marine Codex, where, um, you know, Calgar is both Adeptus Astartes and Ultramarines. Well, you know, no surprise to anyone, everything in this book is, in fact, both Adeptus Astartes and Dark Angels. Uh, you, you are not supposed to take anything in the same detachment as Dark Angels if they're not Dark Angels. Also, they put a nice little fluff bit in here where they say that this can represent a successor chapter of Dark Angels, but you shouldn't use the Epic Heroes if you want to represent the first founding chapter itself, like, un- like unless you're uh, using uh, the first founding chapter. Like, you shouldn't use Dark Angel characters in a successor, but it doesn't say you can't. Yes. And it only says that if you want to faithfully represent the lore, which, you know what? I don't. I want librarians <laughs> and my Black Templars, but until they let me do that, we're going to be painting as real blue. Yeah, it just is what it is. I think that I love that they put it in there, but they can't take it back now. Baby's out of the bottle. Baby was let out of the bottle edition, well, sorry, last edition, when they pretty much was just like, play everything as everything, do whatever you want. It's, it's totally fine. And now they're kind of trying to put us back. Eh, whatever. Uh, it goes on to say in the next paragraph, which is bordered, saying that the following units gain the Ravenwing and Deathwing keywords in addition to what they have in their data sheets. Um, so the following studies units gave the Ravenwing keyword if they are drawn from the Dark Angel chapter. Mounted units, so uh, in, in actual actuality, that is Outriders, ATVs, and um, Black chaplains. chaplains. Yep, and vehicle units that fly, so that being any flyer and the Storm Speeders. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, Storm Speeders and all the aircraft. Yeah, easy done. Uh, Deathwing. The following Dark Adeptus uh, uh, Studies units gain the Deathwing keyword if they're fully drawn from Dark Angel Chapter. All Terminate units, uh, Blade Guard, Blade Guard Ancients, Stern Guard, Vanguard Veterans, uh, uh, squads with jump packs. Um, Land Raiders, Land Raider Crusader, Land Raider Redeemer, Repulsor, Repulsor Executioners, and all Dreadnoughts all gain Deathwing. We will talk about these when they're relevant, if they are relevant. <laughs> <laughs> ominous. Yep. Uh, every, very ominous. Everything you'd expect to get the Ravenwing slash Deathwing keyword does get it, and they were thorough enough to give it to the transports and dreadnoughts the way that they have in the past. Correct. Correct. All right, we're going to jump into the first of our attachments. Uh, we're going to quickly skim the Unforgiven Task Force. Of course, I have already reviewed this, and there have been some uh, very minor changes. Uh, there is a caveat on every single detachment stating restrictions with an exclamation point. So it must be important, right? Your army can include Dark Angels units, but it cannot include any Adeptus Status units drawn from any other chapter. So no Victrix Guard, you know, no Sanguinary Guard. No death company, et cetera, et cetera. Um, pretty self-explanatory, and that's going to be on all three of these uh, detachments. But we have one more thing we forgot to do. 
because we always do this before we uh, review. We give our hippity hot takes, mate. Give us your hot take on this codex, and what do you? Th- and, and if you feel free to expand what you think it means for the wider uh, Space Marine chapters. Yeah, of course. So um, I've read this book about four or five times now. I've already played one game with it. Um, I like that they didn't go too heavy on the detachments. I thought that rules bloat was a real potential problem. I was in the camp that Dark Angels shouldn't get the Space Marine Codex attachments when I thought that they were going to be getting like five or six in their own book. Because they're only getting three, I think they are just on the right side of the line where you can still keep Dark Angels full access to the Space Marine Codex. It's probably easier that way anyways. Um, Now, uh, here's, I mean, unfortunately, there's no way for me to give a take on this without giving some spoilers. Uh, I... We have seen the pattern where a lot of data sheets have gotten slightly worse in the codex compared to yes. where they were in the index. And some armies have seen the same thing, notably Oath of Moment. A lot of Tyranid data sheets got mildly worse in ways that didn't matter much unless you're trying to affect. Um, Dark Angels seem to have gotten a data sheet love tap to a degree that we have not yet seen in, ninth edition, in 10th edition. Correct. There are very concerning sheets. Yeah. Sorry, go. No, no, you're, you're good. I, I got a spam call and had to hang up on it as quick as possible. So you like <laughs> no worries. Uh, yeah, uh, we yeah, the Dark Angel data sheets have seen some kind of concerning changes, not only in the quantity, but also the quality. And it makes me very worried that at some point Games Workshop thought that the Dark Angel data sheets were too good from where they were in the index but we're still willing to hit send on the index, but then thought that they should rein them in later. Yeah, it is, I think, bothersome to me and deeply troubling that I believe, definitely from a data sheet point of view, the index was better for us than the codex, uh, uh, unit, unit choice-wise. Unquestionable. Ha- uh, it is, uh, it is uh, exactly right, unquestionable. It's funny, <laughs> Dark Angels. Uh, unquestionable that I believe data sheet-wise, we have lost a lot more than we have gained. Um, in fact, if you look at what we have lost and what has been nerfed, it is a quite right, decent kick in the pants. Um, and we will unpack what those changes are when we get to them. Um, but, you know, let's hope there's some data sheets that give us some life and give us some love and give us some reasons and exciting things to do with uh, these said data sheets. But, yeah, my hot take is... I am unfortunately a little disappointed with quite a few of the changes here. Um, there is still some meat on the bone. I'm not going to get you know extremely down and all these things because uh, it's a very, Space Marines is a very deep book. There will be things to play. There will be stuff to enjoy. Uh, but the last thing I'll mention is that I do 100% agree with you. I think the fact that they only got three. Um, Detachments. One of those, of course, being the index detachment. So they literally got two new ones. Means that I don't believe there's any reason to gatekeep them from the uh, the wider Astartes book. I think it's totally just fine. If they got five, absolutely, shut it down. Shut that down. Like that. That totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I actually had a funny thought. Yeah. That what they were going to do is give us like the in the the Adeptus Astartes detachments but the dark angels take on them so it'd be a stormlands but a stormlands detachment but it's the ravenwing take on the stormlands so he's like two of the vanilla strats out two ravenwing strats in there maybe change one or two of the enhancements and off we go i actually would not have been surprised if that is how we did like the dark angels one just being a a bit of a retweaked first you know uh, first company task force stuff like that so i'm quite happy that we've got completely re like rewritten brand new ones because I, I had a little bit of concern that they might have just done a lazy little you know here's a little reskin. And that was why we have we had six or seven, whatever they were in the main book. But happy that's not the case. 
All right, mate. Unforgiven Task Force. We've already reviewed it on this show, so feel free to give us the TLDR on what has actually changed and what how you feel about it. 100%. So without reading everything in the Unforgiven Task Force, I'll just uh, emphasize that the detachment rule is when you get Battleshocked, you go to OC1, and a lot of the rules in there, the enhancements and five of the stratagems are unchanged, to the best of my knowledge. I've read it several times side to side, so I'm pretty sure I got it all. Um, and so I still think it's a cool detachment that has a couple of very useful stratagems that are just like good toolbox stuff like the advance and shoot slash ignore cover yeah. assault yeah. ignore cover heavy and then the fallback shoot and charge there's a couple good stratagems that every detachment would like there's a lot of rules that hinge a little bit too much on battle shock because sometimes that just doesn't come up obviously it's great when it does but sometimes it just doesn't and then we see that the final stratagem has changed significantly and that's going to be the um, unbreakable lines that used to be the one CP minus one damage when you get charged. It yes. is now two command points minus one to wound when you get charged. And I personally Not. see minus one to wound as a small downgrade from minus one yeah. to wound. I don't think it's a significant downgrade. Sometimes it's better, sometimes it's worse. Anytime you're going to pop minus one damage, a minus one to wound is probably still going to help with something. However, we're very much at a point where two CP versus one CP makes it an unmistakable downgrade. But the, and also the fact that it, it is a battle strategy, battle tactic strategy. So it's going to be exactly, could be three. Could be three. That, that's the fear. The fear is you're playing a game where it's actually going to be very good. Your opponent's like, ah, Khaled is assassin. It's three. It's three. <laughs> Enjoy it. It's three. It's unplayable at three. Um, so I, I do, you are correct. Minus one damage, minus one to wound. Sometimes it's one's better than the other. Sometimes they're not. In fact, they kind of trade. I would say, yeah, minus one damage is, especially on units that you want to use this on, is generally a little bit better than minus one to wound. But it's still not making or breaking. It's a two CP change that I think breaks it for me. A, a two yeah. CP. It, it's, it's very rough, uh, pill, pill to swallow. Um, especially when, and I hate to say this, so a lot of the units that you wanted to use this on have changed or are no longer with us. So we'll, we'll unpack that when we get to it. But the reasons to use this and use this in the places you would have used this have also altered as well. Uh, I still think this is a very serviceable detachment. I actually quietly still like a lot of this penitent of remembrance being just a just a, a lot of a lot of the stuff in here is just paying points for something good that gets that has an uh, opportunity to get better um like you said one cp for assault heavy and ignores cover for one cp it's a very very good multi uh, multi use uh, stratagem um you know one cp for lethal hits or critical fives, if you know battle shock, all that stuff as well. Um, and one CP, which is way better for the going rate for a fallback um, shoot and charge for one CP, I, I think is very good on the going rate also. So very, still a very serviceable detachment, not breaking anybody's minds, and it is definitely not going to get. It has not gotten any better, unfortunately. Um, it's either gotten a little bit worse or stayed the same for a lot of people out there. Uh, is that safe to say, John? Yeah, I, I think it's perfectly serviceable. I, I think you hit the nail on that. It is technically worse because one stratagem got worse than it was before. That stratagem was a large part of the appeal of the detachment, but it wasn't the only appeal. And yeah. so, yeah, I think it just got a little worse. But, like, you could frankly just, you know, put a captain in the Terminator unit and still just free battle tactic unbreakable lines yeah. every time it comes up. Like, there, yeah. there is still things to be done. Um, Agreed. But it's right, unchanged. Let's get into the first of the two new ones. Tell us about the Inner Circle Task Force Detachment Rule, mate. All right. So the Inner Circle 
uh, detachment rule is that at the start of your command phase, and that means every command phase, you get to pick one objective marker with no limits on where it is. And until the start of your next command phase, uh, that objective marker is your vowed objective marker, which is going to be referenced quite a few times. Each time a Deathwing Infantry unit makes an attack that targets a, a unit within range of their vowed objective marker, add one to the wound roll. So basically, every command phase, pick an objective that will synergize with stratagems, but your Deathwing Infantry get plus one to wound against that objective marker. And as we know, Deathwing Infantry now encompasses anything that was already Deathwing marked, as in like, you know, Death, Deathwing Terminators, Deathwing Knights, uh, you know, of course, Inner Circle Companions, uh, but also, like I said, Blade Guard, Blade Guard, um, Ancient, Stone Guard, Vanguard Veterans as well. Uh, these are the infantry. Now, there is a phenomenal amount of things that are vehicles and, and, and walkers and whatnot, but we will get to those if they come up. Is this a good rule? So... It's good for what it's good for. As you mentioned, there are, if we lump the term, the different types of Terminators together, there are essentially five um, Deathwing units. Van Vets, Stern Vets, Blade Guard Vets, New Companions, and the Box of Terminators. Those are all of the Bodyguard units that have the Deathwing role, and none of those are crazy data sheets that I'm going out of my way to buff. Frankly, this... This feels like a good rule that only applies to bad units. However, uh, there, there's one thing that I have to mention now because it colors how you view the entire detachment, which is that it is for a Deathwing infantry unit, not Deathwing infantry models, which means that if you found a way by attaching a character to give the Deathwing keyword to an infantry unit that we didn't talk about, Correct. that would still be a Deathwing infantry unit. He is right, people. In the same way the Canoptic Court worked with its uh, immortal stratagem, you know, attaching a Canop, a, a, Canop, a sorry, a Cryptek to an immortal unit and therefore making it a you know Canoptic Court unit, the same can be applied to say, oh, we're, we're referencing Asriel joining some you know spicy plasma boys. Yeah, that's that's the main one. Um, I'll point out that Asriel, Ezekiel, and Asmodai, I believe, are the three. Characters who have Deathwing and could join a unit that doesn't have Deathwing. Obviously, Belial does as well, but he's not really giving it to anyone new because he only joins people who are going to get the keyword yeah. anyways. Uh, Lazarus is also in that category as well. He has Deathwing. Oh, good call. Good point. So we've got four different characters who could theoretically give Deathwing to the unit that they join. Exactly right. Uh, so there is some wider applications here, and which this, this is one of the main reasons that this one has me a little bit more excited upon second and third review because like i'm the same with john i i've been pouring over this thing because this is this is my main day and uh try really trying to find the source and when i realized that is the case it unlocked quite a lot of, of quite a lot of things in my mind i was actually really down in this detachment for the longest time when i thought okay sick so we have like five pretty mediocre units none of which really shoot that benefit from this so it's pretty, pretty much just looking at this as virtually a combat buff um, to a bunch of units I wasn't super excited to take anyway. So that felt kind of awkward. What I do love about this is the duality of having this while existing with Oath of Moment. So I have something, I can just slap Oath of Moment on anything in your army and also pick an objective that I want to clear as well. And so it's almost like I have this two Oath thing, these two decisions at the start of every command phase, very powerful buffs that they give me if I can make them work. And, um, you know, if I pick the same thing, if you've got an Imperial Knight on it, now it's going to be real to hit plus one to wound against it if I pick that, you know, the whatever they're standing on. So it is it is not an insignificant detachment rule, um, I think is what me and John have decided. But um, 
I will let you guys know. Um, the We do have, of course, points in the back of this codex. Both John and myself are of the opinion that these points look quite dated. If we were to make any assumptions, they look like they are older than the last balanced data slate, which is not a surprise to anybody at all that this codex was written more than three months ago. Of course it was. Um, but in saying that, that means that when we tell you the points for enhancements and seems like th and units and stuff like that, take them with a grain of salt, take them with the cherry. We're, we're just going to be throwing them out there uh, because that is what is in the book, but that is not to be taken as gospel. Uh, and it's just just it's just what it is in the codex. It gives you an indication of, of where the unit could be now because more, more than likely we're going to have different points coming out in the latest balanced data slate in exactly checks what two or three weeks yeah it'll be soon enough um yeah this th this detachment warmed on me once i put together the azrael and hellblaster combo because frankly the first two times i read this i didn't really grasp that those characters had deathwing because none yeah. of them wear terminator armor and i like i'm objectively aware that death that azrael is a member of the deathwing but it didn't click to me that i was going to give that to hellblasters once i caught that i i warmed on this detachment considerably more because Obviously, as you'd expect, the Deathwing keyword is going to be relevant to some of the stratagems as well, which makes a lot of this feel a little bit better that you don't just have five mediocre data sheets to choose from. You can try to get it somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. All right, my man, um, I'm going to have the points open at the back of this. Feel free to give us the first three enhancements, and I'll hit us with the points. Sweet. Champion of the Deathwing, uh, a Deathwing model only, as all of these are going to be. Uh, all their melee weapons gain lethal hits. If they are attacking the Vowed Objective Marker, they score critical hits on fives. That is 15 points for the privilege. What do you, how do you feel about it? Uh, 15 points is perfectly fine. It's a little bit of a nombo because you get good lethals against things that you have a wound benefit against. It's still not bad. Correct. 15 points to me means that it's like, if it was the only cheap enhancement, I might toss it on. But there aren't actually that many Deathwing characters. Deathwing characters is basically Termi Cap, Termi Libby, Termi Chaplain, and Termi yep. And so none of those are like combat beat sticks that I want lethal on. It, this is fine. This is this just it's a fine. in any in any fashion. Spot on. Uh, Eye of the Unseen is up next. Deathwing model only. Each time you target the bearer's unit with a stratagem, roll 1d6, adding 1 if the bearer's unit is within range of your vowed objective marker. On a 5+, plus, you gain a CP, so 4+, plus if you're on the vowed objective. Uh, that will run you 10 points, so quite cheap. Uh, just 5+, plus to get it back for 10 points. If you've got 10 points left, nothing else to do with it, not a bad, not a bad buy. Yep, I think it's a very good buy if you don't have Asriel. Once you have Asriel, it's a eh if it's there. You might end up doing a different enhancement first, but if I had points and a slot, like obviously 10 points, you just throw it in. Yeah, spot on. Singular Will, which I think is my second favorite. Oh, this is my first favorite. Uh, next one's my first favorite, but yeah, go. Sorry. So Singular Will, Deathwing model only. Uh, each time the bear's unit piles in or consolidates, models in the unit can move an additional three inches. Ooh, it's both, baby. That's where it's big. Because you see this, and sometimes it's the pylon, sometimes it's the console. This is both. I like this a lot. Both is good. Both is both makes me very happy. Mm -hmm. I am quite pleased with Singular Will. Um, these big, bulky Terminator bricks, because obviously, yes, you could put this on a Blade Guard Ancient, but we are talking about Terminators when we're thinking most of this. Yeah. Um, I am of the opinion that the best way to deal with Terminators is to tag the very edge of the unit and then watch two or three Terminators not kill anything. 
10 Terminators can, can kill almost anything. Three Terminators kills nothing. I don't understand how that math works, but we all know it's true. Yes, it's absolutely true. 100% of the time. So, so good. I love this. I love this enhancement. It's my favorite of the ones in this detachment, but it's not the only good one. Adam, hit me with Deathwing Assault. So Singular Will is 20 points also. Deathwing Assault is 30 points, so you know it's got to be good. Uh, Deathwing Model only with the Deep Strike ability, so a la, it's, the, it's one of the Terminator characters, of course. Uh, the Bearers unit can be set up with using the Deep Strike ability in the reinforcement step of your first turn, second or third, of course. So really, you get to Deep Strike turn one, is what we're saying, and rapid ingress if you go second turn one. Um, this really opens up the playbook and opens up the pressure and dynamics of this army. Because once you once you start building this army, and I have tried to build a couple lists with Deathwing Assault, you realize without this, you are just a very conventional, very fair face-up army that can just get bogged down being something that has to walk across the table. Deathwing Assault really, really changes the metrics, and uh, especially on some of the more dense terrain tables, can be a huge problem for your opponent. Like, just chucking... Uh, we, 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 we all... We've all... All Dark Angel players have, by now, probably infiltrated 10 Deathwing Knights. Yeah, this is essentially that. adding that to this list. I, 10 Terminators uh, can just jump down turn one. Sorry, Matt, go. No, yeah. Unfortunately, I, I was trying to, to sneak a word in. You can't rapid ingress it with it because yep. it calls it. You cannot because it calls out that it's only in your. Movement. Oh, of course, yeah. So it doesn't. It, it doesn't say you can. Uh, you can deep strike one turn earlier. It specifically says, "Good." That's probably for the best, right? It's not going to gotcha some some new guy at his, at his first game and the game's over. Yeah, like um, you, you don't want to be rapid ingressing on top of one, charging bottom of one. That's not, that's not great yeah. anyways. I, I think it's perfectly fine that you can't rapid ingress. I do think this is very good, especially because, as we're going to see later, there are some ways to deep strike better. Uh, both of these enhancements, Singular Will and Deathwing Assault, if I have two Deathwing characters, it is fairly likely I'm going to try to fit both of these. Agreed. If I only have one, we'll make a decision based on where everything lies, but I could eat Singular Will or Deathwing Assault. Again, so far, like, the detachment world is very limited, but it's good at what it's good for. Yep. And then both of those enhancements I, I can really get excited about. Me too. Let's jump into the stratagems, first of which is, of course, Armor of Contempt. Been there, done that, not going to do it to you again. Second up is Martial Mastery. This, and of course, we will we will read out when these are um, battle tactics, of course. So this is one CP. It is not a battle tactic. It is in a fight phase. One Deathwing infantry from your army that has not been selected to fight this phase. Until the end of the phase, each time a model in your unit makes an attack, re-roll a wound roll of a one. If a unit is within range of your valid objective marker, you can re-roll the wound roll as well. You, or this, this is another one where it feels like a bit of a nombo because you're already getting plus one to wound and re-rolls to wound. If you are hitting with a Terminator unit... You are wounding everything in the game on fours. If you've got a power fist, re-rolling ones at the that's that's like at the worst. If you're you know if you are already you know without the reinforcements to wound, so this is just yeah, still pretty good though for one CP, mate. What do you uh, think, Adam? So one, there are things besides terminators. <laughs> uh, it's true. It's true. I Blade Guard love this. They love it. There's yeah. another thing that loves re-rolling wounds as well, and it's anyone with devastating wounds. Tell me more. Now, if we could find a Terminator data sheet that had devastating wounds in melee... Oh, really, mate? Does that exist? That, that would be a big hammer unit. A, a, a big hammer unit, you say? I, I, I is, is that a double that. entendre? Did you sneak an entendre in there, mate? Oh, uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a double. 
Uh, I love this stratagem. I love it. Real ones to win for one CP is like, oh, cool, nice. Because sometimes you're just yeah. going in and trying to beat up, beat up someone. I love, love me some full rerolls to wound for a command point. And yes, it's only on the objective. But you know what? If your opponent isn't on any objectives, all right. All right. That's okay. It's totally fine. And what's important here is that you know when you're going to use this. You're going to line this up. You're going to have the unit you want to use it on. You're going to have the unit you want to squish on the objective. And you're just going to pick the unit. And then you call, all right, the, the play's just lined up for me. Like, the lights on the runway have just opened up for my delivery and then the bonk that happens when you slap down Martial Mastery. So... I like it very much because you are absolutely correct. Just the one CP reroll, once to wound, full rerolls to wound. Let's really let's blade guard start killing stuff that they couldn't scratch the paint on before. Like I've I've had six blade guard go into a rhino and do two wounds with oath of moment on, and I was just like, yeah, it's just one of those things where like again into toughness ten, like right, look like an armager. Current yep. blade guard walk in and wound on sixes. You get sixteen percent wounds if you are hitting the vow target war dog. Pop a CP. You're now wounding 55% of the time. Pretty good. You're wounding more than three times as often as a traditional blade guard. It's only one CP. I love this. I love yeah. this. Anymore. Yeah. All right. What's the next one? Duty unto death. This is a classic fight on death. So it's a one CP. One of your opponent hits you. A deathwing infantry. Sorry, a deathwing unit, not infantry. Yay. A deathwing stratagem that's not infantry. That can. Uh, fight on death on a four plus. Add one to the roll if you're on the vow target. So it's four up fight on death, three plus if you're object if you're on the vow objective. So if you so, go pick a vow target, you charge onto it, beat someone up, and then you're there. If they charge you, you can fight on death on three ups. So John and I went back and forth trying to find desperately find something relevant for why they gave Deathwing to all the vehicles and walkers. This is the only one that we have found. This is it. Yep. Hey, that, that repulsor executioner is like six attacks at AP zero damage one, and it gets to fight on death in a four up if you spend SCP. So the only relevant one is a dread. Is a is either brutalis or a redemptive dread fighting on fighting on death on a on a coin flip. Man, that and is a sweaty three up. It's a sweat. I'm so such a sweaty three up. I know you're first. You're first. Like I'm either absolutely dead. Or I don't care whatsoever, and you've wasted your command point. Let's find out which. I actually actually kind of love that. But what annoys me is that this is the only literal, literal, the only thing that does anything with any of the vehicles or walkers they've given Deathwing to. There is four, four stratagems, six, six, sorry, six stratagems, four enhancements. This is the only one. And it's not even a vehicle and or walker-based stratagem. It does, it's it's actually. We've both found it quite frustrating. Like, what? Did, what was the point? Apart from fluff reasons, what was the point of of doing this? Yeah, I feel anyway. like I don't know. I, I'm of the opinion that you could have given us a couple of these rules, either some shooting or some non-infantry uh, rules, and it would have been fine. Frankly, I think you could have let dreadnoughts be plus one to wound against an objective marker, and it would have been okay. Correct. It would totally have been okay in combat. <laughs> it only totally okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right, right, next we got more strats though. We do relic teleportarium. This is a very nice one. Uh, one CP, it is not a battle tactic. Your movement phase is one deathwing unit from your army arriving from deep strike. This phase that unit can be set up anywhere on the battlefield more than three inches away rather than nine. Uh, of course, they cannot charge afterwards, but this combo is very silly. 
uh, with the three with the first turn deep strike also. So first turn you can if you wanted to deep strike ten Deathwing uh, Terminators into your opponent's deployment zone uh, three inches away. Just just, just chuck them on down. They're going to die, but you will feel like a meme lord. What? So I think I think How you often? just dropped for a second there, mate. Oh, sorry about that. Um, All the things you just you said. Just give it a five-second pause. Then... So, yeah, jump back in. Do you want me to give it a five-second pause and then just start a new thought to make it yes. any easier? Yeah. And just go straight back into okay. the green G deep strike. I'll catch, I'll catch you in. Three, two, one. Yeah, so I really like the three-inch deep strike. It, even though you can't charge after it, obviously, and there aren't that many shooting units, um, it's very useful for getting things into position early, and I agree, it's great with that turn one deep strike. I would love to turn one deep strike a Terminator unit onto a flank objective behind the wall, where yeah. it can be very difficult to shift. And if my opponent goes first, or they have scouts and infiltrators, and they try to stop me, I'm willing to spend a CP to just slam the Terminators three inches away from their scout squad and say, alright, you're, you're here. Maybe you even get primary this turn and you screen me out, but, um, you know this is the last time you get this objective. Yes. Like, you know yep. that it's over. It's like the solution is in front of you. You can run from it, but it will be on the objective. <laughs> um, do uh, do regular ancients still give plus one OC? They sure do. So you can have a, a 30 OC bomb of Terminators dropping on your uh, opponent. I think it's 20 OC, right? The Terminators are one base. Oh, of course. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So 20 OC bomb. Uh, dropping on your For some reason, I thought there were two already. Um, I must be thinking of uh, a unit that is no longer with us. And yes, I absolutely am uh, thinking of a unit that's not like this. That's the foreshadowing that the uh, yeah the Deathwing Command Squad has uh, gone out to pasture with the new kit that's come out, which uh, is not a surprise to many. We'll unpack that a little bit more as we go. Um, but really, Teleportarium, absolute banger. And like like you said, yeah, turn one, just chucking five Terminators on a flank and then threatening with another 10-man in reserve, just being like, well, if you if you commit too hard to the middle, mate, there's 10 in your backfield. Good luck. Um, I, I love that duality of it. Yep, agreed. Um, okay, so next one is Wrath of the Lion. This is, uh, we are still not on a battle tactic, but it is a charge-based stratagem after a Deathwing infantry uh, ends a charge move. You pick an enemy unit that you successfully charged, and then you roll one dice for every model in your unit. You don't have to be in engagement range with the model, only the unit. Yeah. So yeah. If five Terminators made a charge and one made it to engagement range, you would still roll five dice. And you're plus one if they're on the Vowed objective, and that's the enemy unit, not you. And every four plus is a mortal. So basically, it's Hammer of Wrath, but the good kind, where it's every model, not the models that made a charge. And it's three ups if your opponent's on the bad objective. I However, mm. it's to a maximum of three mortal wounds. This, that's the issue. That's the, my only issue with this. Um, it's already a, a bit of a you know it's a bit of a wonky strat. We've got tank shock. We've got grenade. This is another similar um, stratagem. But well, I don't know why it's capped at three. Why isn't it at six? Why isn't it five? Why isn't it more than three? Is my issue. Uh, one CP for three mortal wounds is totally fine. Like it's totally fine. The only, the, my, my biggest problem being that we have a lot of six mans that we're going to be wielding in this. Um, uh, uh, foreshadowing is, of course, Blade Guard are six. Um, Inner Circle companions are six. So Deathwing companions are six mans. Um, and so it's just kind of a 
did I roll under and only get two? I'd much rather, you know, have a six man with the option of getting four or five if I'm lucky rather than three. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about I, it? This is perfectly fine because frankly, once you, if you have a big unit, if you have like a full size terminal unit, this is just one CP3 mortals. Correct. And correct. you have like a blade guard squad, you're charging an objective. It's still fairly likely to do three mortals. I would love the upside, and the fact that the upside doesn't exist is disappointing. But frankly, every time I throw a grenade, I am hoping for three mortals. <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. And so, like, I am very willing to spend a CP for three mortals sometimes. And so, yeah, having another phase to do that in is actually nice. I love this for like cracking the last wound on a transport, killing you know a couple wounds off a katan that I already chucked a grenade at, and yeah, you know, let's get that thing a little bit a little bit lower before I actually hammer it. I like this stratagem. If they didn't have the cap, I would love this stratagem. That's exactly how I feel about it. I feel like I should, I, I want to feel better about using this strat, and I'm pretty sure I'm still going to use this strat. If you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, yeah, this is, uh, this is already palatable. I wish it was more palatable. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, last one is the only battle tactic. It is unmatched fortitude. It is one CP. It's in your opponent's shooting phase just after an enemy unit has selected its targets. One deathwing infantry unit from your army that was selected as a target of one or more of those attacks. Uh, until the end of the phase, each time an attack targets your unit, if the strength characteristic of that attack is greater than your unit's toughness, minus one to wound. So this is a one CP minus one to wounds, only in shooting phase. And... Yeah, it's only if their strength is higher than your toughness. So it isn't like, you know, uh, you're winning on fours, now you're fives. It's anything that would have been threes or twos is, you know, negged by one. Is this good? It's fine. It's one of the, again, it's one of those weird things where, like, this is a stratagem that I will use, similar mm -hmm. to the charged one, but I feel like it could have been better. Really what I'm thinking is this could have been shooting at melee. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. I, I think there was no reason this for this just to be shooting. It would have been fine if it was both. Um, this is, funnily enough, like I feel like this was them trying to give us transhuman physiology, but they're like, try not to make it busted. Yeah, I, I think this could have been both. It's a battle tactic, which is nice for the captains. Um, and yeah. of course, so is Armor of Contempt. So you've got two now battle tactics that you can just defensively flex into. I am super okay with this stratagem. It is not crazy. It's good. Uh, yeah, I'm totally fine with it. Uh, the Azrael unit, once again, like you got your Azrael and 10 um, Hellblasters, that unit has a 4 plus invulnerable save from shooting also. So you yes. try to shoot it, it is minus 1 to wound, 4 plus invuln, shoots back on death. That becomes, that is almost a tipping point in and of itself of is it worth it, is it not, um, which I quite like. Um, it's another good way to do it. There's so many different defensive strats you can throw on a Deathwing infantry squad at this point. You can go to yeah. ground, you can... Um, you can minus one to wound, you can armor of contempt, they're all battle tactics. So like if you're really in the mood, you can just throw these out. Exactly right. I I'll use it. It's not the most exciting thing ever, but I'll use it on occasion. All right, we that is the end of the inner circle task force. Give us your overall thoughts, mate. Where are you at with this one? Because I I think we both started extremely low on this detachment, and we have clawed a little bit of respectability back. But what are your thoughts, man? Yeah, it has clawed its way back into I don't mind this detachment. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is the one that I played a game with. I actually I enjoyed it a little bit more than I expected. Um, the, the thing is that there's a lot of stuff in here that's like, good. I like the detachment ability rule. It a little bit ties your hands into what you take. But, you know, it's a definite detachment. You take definitely. I'll get over it. Um, yeah. But it's mostly that it feels like it's missing one thing 
it, it just it feels like it's one strat away because so, there's a lot of things in this that are like oh that's cool that's useful but it's not crazy different from what i can get somewhere else like i can go correct. find plus one to wound when i charge something in a gladius i can find a, a couple mortals by just throwing a grenade at things i i don't know i i really the fact that there's no and i get it this isn't really the deathlings thing there is zero way to fall back or advance and do anything. And any time a Space Marine detachment has no way to do that, I get a little skeeved. Yeah, that's literally what I said at the start. Like without some of the, without the, the the early deep strikes and the close deep strikes, I was just like, is this just another slow Space Marine detachment? Um, and it could very well be. If you don't make this detachment work for you, if you don't actively take stuff to make the most of those deep strike stuff, it is just another slow space marine detachment, which could just be just be bad in a lot of situations. In saying that, though, um, there is a lot of good in this. Also, there is a lot of a lot of things that give me hope that this could find could find ways and means of making it into into the wider populace. I the, my biggest issue is there's a bunch of rules here I don't mind that I'm strapping onto a bunch of units I don't love. Yeah. And there's, that that's my issue. I, I've written I've written armies with this, and I'm like, okay, here's two units that I don't love that use these rules very well. That being terminated units get a huge amount of mileage out of this, especially turn one deep striking, deep striking, you know, uh, close to your opponent, stuff like that, and also having great characters attached to them. And then the rest of the army, I'm like, oh, blade guard and companions and stuff like that. I'm like. They're okay, I guess. What's the rest of the army? And then the rest of the army just looks like any other space marine army. It's got scouts and and you know inceptors in it. I'm like, oh, but those don't benefit in any fashion from the detachment. But you have to take them because you're space marines, and they're the best utility you got. Yeah, like your scouts and your inceptors get armor of contempt and nothing else in here. Yes, correct. <laughs> armor <laughs> of contempt. Get- armor of contempt and hopefully dying for a card. You know, that's that's their lot. That's their lot in life. Yeah, yeah, it, it's. Uh, maybe it is just a, d- a data sheet problem. We will say this again for the rest of the the video. Um, maybe it's a bit of a of a data sheet problem, but it's the rules aren't so crazy that it makes me excited to take units I otherwise thought were yeah, bad. That's exactly it definitely right. makes some bad units not bad, but it doesn't make any any like good units great. Hmm. Agreed. All right, let us move on down to the Company of Hunters. This is, of course, our Ravenwing detachment. The detachment rule reads thus, very simply, Adeptus Astartes units from your army are eligible to shoot in a turn in which they advanced or fell back. Um, and the keyword bonus here is Outriders get battle line for absolutely no gain. They, that, does, yep. that doesn't change anything. <laughs> uh, this is We're off to a fantastic start. <laughs> what do you think uh, about so the, the detachment rule? It's not Ravenwing. It's everyone gets it. Every single thing you take gets this role. It's correct. That's not Ravenwing that, keyworded. Yeah, and now look, if the Deathwing detachment gave everyone plus one to wound, I would be Oof. I'd be on that like white on Dude, rice. If it gave all those vehicles plus one to wound, all the vehicles that have that they gave they they for reasons unknown decided to give Deathwing to. Uh, we we are totally different detachment. That's a, we need to redo the redo the review through a, a new lens, but that's not the case. Whereas this one, this is an open playbook, um, and yeah. it, for some reason that, that feels quite good. But how do you feel about um, advancing and shooting, falling back and shooting as the base? Awesome, awesome. It's the better half of Firestorm's rule, and Firestorm's yep. rule is quite good. Fall back and shoot is phenomenal because space marine shooting is often short ranged. And there is very little inherent fault. This feels like a, a great start to me. 
Excellent. Um, the first of the enhancements is Mastercraft Weapon. Uh, Rage and Wing model only. Melee weapons equipped by the bearer have the precision ability. Uh, let us already, let's just pump the brakes right now on something. Um, our beloved Talon Master, may he always rest in peace, has been put out to pasture. I knew this was coming a while ago, um, and my soul is ready. All three of my Talon Masters uh, are, are ready. Uh, they weren't ready. I, I cried like a baby. Um, <laughs> but what's the only other character you could be, put this on? What's the only like Raven Wing character? So there, there are two. Let's be fair. There are two. Oh, true. Yes, there are two. Sorry. There is the bike chaplain, and there is the um, Raven Wing command squad because the Raven Wing command squad, the Correct. champion in it, has gained the character keyword. And that unit works a bit differently now. We're going to have to unpack that when we get to it. But yeah. yes, you're right. There are two two things to supply to. But is this a good enhancement? No, it's not. Uh, because neither of those characters are that good in melee. Definitely nope. not good enough that when I choose to buy the enhancement, that this is the one I want. Correct. There are other better options. And this is too replaceable by a CP when you need it, because you don't need it often. It's essentially 10 points to never want to pay the CP. And you, you can, yeah, just, you can like, just flex I'm and pay the CP. That CP once a game, so like it doesn't matter. Correct. Correct. Uh, what's the next one? The next one is Mounted Strategist. The Bears unit is eligible to declare a charge in a turn in which it advanced or fell back. So by definition, it will be able to advance and shoot and charge. Fall back, shoot, and charge because of the detachment rule stacking with this enhancement. Correct. Which is yet another reason I don't care about a Mastercrafted precision weapon. Absolutely. The reason the reason this bothers me is because this is what Samael brings. This is Samael's whole shtick, is that he lets you do this. And now you just get to buy it. So I'm like, why am I... Do I even... I love Samael so much, but do I need to take him now? Because I can just I can just get what he does for, what is it? Uh, 20, 30 points. 30 points, and you just add... Strap whatever Samael does to any unit that you like. Um... All right, Master of Maneuver is up next. If the bearer's unit starts the battle in strategic reserve, its points value does not count towards your combined army limit for how many things you can start in reserve, and for the purpose of setting a unit up on the battlefield, treat the battle round as being one higher than it actually is. So very similar to what we have in the Stormlands, but also a very, very good um, enhancement. 15 points it will cost you. Yeah, that's awesome. And I believe that the count as arriving a turn earlier does allow you to come in turn one. It, do, it does, yeah. And I believe that because this one is not in your movement phase and your your uh, reinforcement step, this would allow you to rapid ingress turn one. That is correct, mate. Uh, uh, this is essentially the exact same wording as the one in the Stormlance, I believe, and that one definitely lets you rapid ingress turn one. Yeah, um, so this is spicy. Very spicy. Um, units that this applicable is applicable to, uh, there's literally two of them. <laughs> It's Outriders, if you ever wanted to do that. Um, I don't know why you would ever want to do that. Or there's Black Knights. And you, yeah, yeah. if you're going to do it, you're going to do it on that, right? Yeah, and that's not in any way bad. No. Um, points notwithstanding, because we don't know what they're going to be come, uh, come the next data slate, the points in the book right now are the old points. They're the points prior to the previous data slate. So the, the Black Knights have gone down since whatever this was listed as. So I think Black Knights are absolutely on the menu at the current points. Um, all right. Uh, what's the last one? Uh, the last one is very simple. You get to scout nine inches. Yep. And I like that. I like it a lot. I there. There's two enhancements here that I think are well worth considering, and there's a third that I don't mind at all. There's... 
the, the enhancements aren't bad here. I like Scout 9. That's good on a big Black Knight unit. Black Knights are Correct. a little cheaper than listed. So they're not they're not bad. They're not crazy, but they're not bad. Like there's so far the detachment rule and the enhancements here. These both seem nice, but these enhancements very much are nice for mounted units. Correct. And um, which are exactly like we said, there are two units these, that any of these apply to significantly. That being Outriders and Black Knights. That's that that is it. You can't take a unit of three ATVs and put a character in there. You can't like that. You can't put a unit in it in with a storm speeder. That's ex- there's exactly two units these apply to, which is frustrating. Uh, yeah. But this is so this is so confined. But we're just lucky the Black Knights are possibly a good unit, possibly relevant. In fact, if you are taking this detachment, I am unfortunately of the opinion you are taking a minimum of one, if not probably two units of Black Knights, and then building your army around getting making that unit those units good. Because um, no, the strategies help a lot. Ah, uh, sure. Let's go. Um, first of which is Hunter's Trail. This is not a, not a battle tactic. Um, it is in your command phase. One CP. Uh, one Ravenwing mounted unit from your army that is within range of an objective marker you control. Uh, you sticky that objective in your command phase for one CP. This was one of the reasons I was like, ah, oh, should I take outriders? Should I take one unit of three outriders and just go run around and sticky stuff in the command phase? Um, and I'm still, still the answer is still no. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's one silver lining to this stratagem that does not interest me that much. And that is that it is in the command phase. The command it is phase. not in yours. Correct. It's not in your opponents. It's in any command phase. So you could always do the stupid thing where you jet out a bike squad, sticky an objective in their command phase, and then shooting that bike squad to death is no longer correct. Bad. That's, However, that's exactly what I meant about the outrider unit. The min outrider oh, unit yeah. is a yeet, yeet onto the other side of the table to an, a, an objective your opponent can't risk, you know, going and getting immediately and then just being like, lol, kill me with whirlwinds. I don't care. Doesn't matter. Sticky, sticky, sticky. Yeah. I just, I think that outriders are not a cheap enough throwaway unit for me to care. They're about not. That. Exactly right. Same conclusion I came to. They're just not cheap enough. Sorry, continue, mate. No, that's it. That's, that's all. It's a, it's a fine stratagem that requires that I have mounted units, a thing I'm not currently enthused about. Yeah. Uh, the next one is Armor Contempt, so we'll ditch that and tell us about Talon Strike. Cool. Talon Strike, still not a battle tactic. Uh, one CP shooting or fight phase, a Ravenwing mounted unit is plus one to wound against an infantry character or mounted character unit. Yeah, boy. This yes. Is, this is not bad. Uh, again, we're going to just pr- ignore the fact that this could apply to the bolt guns of an outrider because I don't care. This is a Black Knight go beat up that infantry character stratagem. So as this applies to the unit, right? So right, this is yeah. an infantry character unit. So what that may- reads to me is this affects any relevant infantry unit, any relevant mounted unit, because any good unit in the game at the moment has a supporting character. You know, oh, uh, well, I would, I would, I would so many. disagree with that. However, yeah, if they have a leader, yeah, you just get plus one to win against it if it's an infantry squad. It, there, that's a that's a couple of hoops to jump through, which makes the stratagem not amazing. But the nice part is, is that if it doesn't work, you just don't use it. When it works, which is not going to be uncommon, it's just one CP plus one to wound. F- which is a fantastic going rate. Like I said, like you you were correct. There are some T's and C's. It's not always going to come up, but. The fact is, if it's worth killing, 
If it's like, if it's really worth killing or if it, what this reads read to me was, if you are one of my, my opponent's better units, I can have one CP against you. Yeah. It, it, it'll be very funny. Units. It'll be very funny into rates who have had that one cryptic and give them both infantry. And, infantry? And yeah. character. <laughs> Take um, that. It, this is, this is a good stratagem. It's not crazy. And again, the way that it practically works because it is Ravenwing mounted only. Yes. Could it be Outriders? Sure. Is it? No. It's not up for Outriders. No. Nah, it's, it's not. Oh, it's basically a Black Knight stratagem, which is correct. Not bad. And considering that those enhancements, as far as I'm concerned, are also Black Knight only, um, it, it really is trying to force you onto a specific data sheet that I'm not in love with. But. Yeah some compelling reason to take them. Yeah, this one feel the fact that this one literally says Black Knight on it when you when you really think about its applications is a little frustrating. This this is one where I feel like they could have made this the powerhouse stratagem of the detachment and just opened it up to anything with the Ravenwing keyword. And all of a sudden we have to look at flyers again because now they have plus one to wound. Like, is there a flyer that really, you know, pops off a plus one to wound? Is there a storm speeder that really pops up a plus one to wound? But instead it's just like oh, either Black Knights make this good or don't. Um, which I, I found a little bit frustrating. Yeah. Uh, still. It's a banger. It's a banger. Um, Death on the Wind is the next one. This is a battle tactic. It is one CP. It is in your shooting phase. Uh, one Raven unit from your army that has just shot. That has just shot. Select one enemy unit that was hit by one or more of those attacks. That unit must take a battle shock test. When doing so, if one or more Raven Wing units from your army within six, they are minus one to that test. This is um, a head scratcher. There are some interesting applications here, uh, but what do you yeah. think, mate? So this is not a bad stratagem in a vacuum. It's Correct. one CP Battleshock test that is often going to be minus one in the shooting phase. Here's the thing, is that it's not going to affect the shooting phase because if your opponent wanted to pop a stratagem when they get shot, they will pop it when they get shot. Shot. So if they, you're not going to deny them a shooting armor of contempt. What Correct. you are going to potentially be denying them is OC at the end of your turn, which could be useful for an occasional secondary or the bottom yep. of turn five. So that's cute, I guess. Uh, and it'll deny them stratagem access potentially in the charge phase and fight phase. So heroic intervention and interrupt are the two biggest ones that come to mind. Yeah, if or or yep, yep. contempt or Correct. like a move or custody strat, any of that. Here's the question. In this Ravenwing detachment, we which we are taking some Black Knights, and then things that want to advance and shoot. What am I charging? Yeah. Yeah. What am I charging with? Correct. It, it, this, it, it, this such would a head be a great combined arm strategy if I have both Deathwing and Ravenwing in the same detachment. Yeah. And that's what it feels like. This doesn't feel like a Ravenwing thing. The, the, the death, I read Death on the Wind, and I expected my unit to go faster and do something. And instead, it's like, you be scared. <laughs> Doesn't make sense yeah. to me. It's. Um, I feel like Dark Angels actually bitterly needed a data sheet that gives a bonus against Battle Shock. Like give Asmodai's unit plus one to wound against Battle Shock or Ezekiel or something. There's a bunch of random make a Battle Shock test on the yeah. data sheets of this army, and I was. It, it's honestly, y'all have more Battle Shock tests than than Chaos Knights do. But that's then true. True. that's where it stops. Does nothing with them. Yeah. Because all of your detachment battle shock stuff is when you're battle shocked. That's There's correct. Nothing that says I get better against battle shock people or battle shock people are worse into me. And so it, it feels like it feels like they're setting up a combo that they forgot to put in. 
Mm-hmm. It really, it really does. It, this this feels like a very awkward stratagem. Mostly yeah, in the okay. T's and C's. If this was if this was any phase for some reason, it feels like any phase like a force of battle shock, like in your opponent's phase as well, force of battle shock. This would be a open playbook, cool utility stratagem. Um, yeah. The the fact that this is so key to the to such the the back end of my turn, and it's just going to go away at the start of my opponent's turn if they fail. And if I'm within six inches, and if it was relevant, and if I pulled a card and they're on an objective, and it's just it's just so far over the horizon of the terms and conditions I want for this kind of stratagem that you know maybe maybe once every six games like it comes up. All right, yeah. Um, but there's another stratagem. So, but the, so, the, so the only reason oh, sorry, sorry, one more thing on Death on the Wind. The only reason I like it is because it's the end of the shooting phase. So if I've tried to shoot something. Um, if I've tried to shoot something dead and I haven't killed it, and it, so therefore I won't get a card, like I won't flip an objective and get a card or something, I can then try and shock them afterwards. I can spend one CP for another chance to get my card or something that I'm trying to go for, like you know, storm hostile or you know whatever, whatever it may be. Um, so that's the only reason, the only good thing about the T's and C's that I'll point out, but gives high speed focus. Okay, so in your opponent's shooting phase, after an enemy unit has selected its targets, um, you get minus one to hit. That's it. Yeah, it's for Ravenwing units, so it's not Ravenwing mounted. So thank God we have found a reason for those land speeders to have Ravenwing keyword. It's so that I can kind of pop, so I can pop half of smoke, and so that I yep. can, yeah, uh, that I can cause battle shock tests. And so <laughs> this this read to me that if I've already used smoke because smoke is better. Uh, <laughs> oh no, you know they can you pop smoke? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guess, a lot of the speeders don't actually have smoke. That's correct. That's correct. So it's not actually terrible, and like sometimes you'll use it, but like I, I don't know. I, maybe it's just because I'm looking at the storm lance with a minus one to hit and wound, and wound. which does not make anyone take those those data sheets. Yes. And I'm thinking like, huh, I could have half of the rules, but not even the better half. I don't know. Yeah. It sucks. I mean, uh, what I wanted here was the I wanted this to be the one CP invuln strat. Like that's what it, that's what I wanted it to be desperately. Like one CP getting an invuln on, on a storm speeder sounds pretty good, and it was very good in previous editions, previous iterations. Um, or I wanted this to be an, it's a high speed focus. I wanted this to be an auto advance or just a move more further. Like one CP um, uh, plus plus your, your advance is D three plus three, and you got plus movement or something. Um, yeah, five advance, blink. Yeah, yeah, it would be it would be fantastic. Um, but the fact is that this is slower than the Stormlance, um, straight up, because they have that stratagem, and plus they advance and charge. Not that you want to be charging with a lot of this stuff anyway. But um, it makes it just... Yeah, the fact is you're going to have to use this strat because it's probably, you know, once you've used Armor Contempt somewhere, this is probably the next best defensive thing you've got, option you, that you have for the units that you've taken. And I suppose it's fine. I guess it's fine. Um, easy. All right, last one. This is a battle tactic also. Yeah, so so rapid reappraisal is at the end of your opponent's fight phase, you can put one Ravenwing unit, not with an engagement range, back into strategic reserves. So this is not going to be... This is not mounted limited. It's anything Ravenwing. That's correct. So you, you could use it on like a Storm Raven, or you could use it on a speeder or a black knight squad frankly this feels like this would be better in another detachment because you can only use this on hyper mobile units that can advance and shoot yes otherwise they're going to be out of the game and what do you do it for 
Yeah, so like, I, this isn't bad. Like, there's going to be a point in time where me flipping a Black Knight squad into your backfield where you don't have something ready to answer it is better than it advancing across the battlefield. Yeah. yeah Sometimes. Like, this isn't bad. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not terribly excited about it. Um, am I remembering right? Do all the Storm Speeders have Deep Strike? Yeah, that is a great question and would make me feel slightly better about this. Let me get you an answer really fast. I, um, now that you're saying that, I do believe they have a deep strike, which, again, does make me feel a little better about this. Yeah, yeah, I, I do believe that they do. Um, Obviously, those players often do. Yeah. Oh, yes, they you, do. Are correct. They do. you are correct. The hail strike and the others have deep strike. Okay, that's a little bit better for some objective play and getting, getting angles. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate hate it for that application. Of course, I think you are you are correct. The best thing is to do is to be flipping, you know, your biggest deadliest unit to places they don't want it to be, rather than getting a marginal increase from a single, you know, storm speeder. Uh, but I do, I do like it. I do, I still very much like it, especially if they have for some reason left a objective open or objective they think is safe because it's sticky and you can just bang chuck it, chuck a unit on it for one CP. Essentially, uh, that feels pretty good. Um, but yeah, once again, it feels a little awkward. Like uh, this, this whole all these stratagems. I'm expired. I'm, I'm very not. I'm very whelmed by these stratagems. None of them really grab me. Sticky objective is very good. Plus a conditional plus one to wound that is still going to be uh, applicable. Uh, I think more often than not. The, the next three are just kind of. What are yeah. you doing here? I wish yeah, you were better. The entire roster feels like it's second string. Like there's yeah. no there's no starting players here. Yeah, that's correct. And the, there's it's such it's so confined by how few units. Uh, these these rules are actually actually applicable to in in most cases, um, and yet I still like this detachment more than I like the previous one, mostly because I just don't want to play play slow marines. Um, and I do I'm a I'm a Ravenwing boy through and through. What do you think, mate? What do you think about the overall application of the company hunters? Are we going to see it on the table? And how does it hold? How does it hold up versus contemporaries? As contemporaries would be, I guess the the Vanguard and the Stormlands would be the two ones that I suppose you could compare it to. I mean, you know how I'm going to compare this to the Vanguard, which is not... It, doesn't, it, it cannot be compared to the Vanguard. It doesn't hold any water there, but okay, for the Stormlands. Uh, to me, this reads like a mildly worse Stormlands, and that is not a good place to be. Uh, I agree. I do it's agree. just as limited, just as limited in its application. Um, I think that so the Stormlands situational stuff is slightly better than the situational stuff here. I I think that this is, again, this is... The rules of the stratagem are killers here because they're all mediocre. Because they're all, this whole thing is trying to tell you to bring units that I don't want to bring. And if I do, I will get nice buffs. I'll get marginal niche buffs. There's no take black knights and we will make them a better black knight. Yeah, correct. Similar similar to the previous detachment, they're not strapping a jetpack to any unit here. They're not taking you to to the... You you can't ride any unit to the moon. Um, In fact, they've given fairly mediocre things to your Dark Angel-specific units. The only thing I will say in this this, this detachment's favor over the Stormlance, the Stormlance's biggest issue, it does not have a single damage-increasing option, whereas at least you have Talon Strike here. You have a 1 CP plus 1 to wound damage-increasing stratagem. Um, that is conditional, like you said, but um, I do believe that is still pretty relevant. Yeah, no, I mean, I, it's better to have one good damage-dealing stratagem for Black Knights instead of Lance for Thundercalf, I, I guess. 
That's fair. I mean, we're talking about playing Dark Angels here, but yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah, which one is. benefits Black Knights more, Lance or Plus Wonder Wound? I think I know which one it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the Plus Wonder Wound, of course, and and it's not bad. But it, the the thing that kills me is that like I really feel like that Black Knight squad is it's at most it's taking you from wounding on threes to twos because yeah. you're when you're shooting strength eight guns. Quite frankly, half the time you're wounding on twos anyways into infantry character units. And then yep. sometimes you wound on threes, and when you're in that spot, yeah, CP plus one to wound with my plasma guns is probably worth it. Yeah, yeah, you're correct. Probably. All right, that, that brings us to the end of the detachments, and I'd love to say that I'm thrilled about any of these detachments, but I'm, I'm totally not. I'm a Dark Angels main. I've, you know, I've played Dark Angels pretty absolutely thoroughly for the last, what, six years? They've been my main army for, you know, for five of the last six years at least. And um, nothing in this codex gets me especially excited. I will be playing with all these detachments, and I'm hoping that um, after some testing and after some crunching, that I can find some things to truly get excited about. But right now, I can't see anything here that's better than a Gladius. I can't see anything here that's better than a Vanguard. I can't see anything here that's better than something in. In, in fact, um, you could give me both of these detachments, everything from both. You let me play both of these detachments in the same army. I still think a Gladius is better. Um, it's it's kind of like uh, a pretty pretty awkward. Mate, what are your thoughts? Yeah, the Deathwing detachment I think has some play, but I don't think it's better. I think it is at best a side grade from the Marine detachments, and that is if you jump through specific hoops for detach for data sheets I otherwise wasn't that excited about. Yeah. Um, and so for for me, what and again, we're, I know we're going to talk about the data sheets a little bit, um, but you run into a twofold problem here, which is with Dark Angels, the detachments are not so exciting that I want to take the Dark Angel data sheets. And Correct. the Dark Angel data sheets aren't so exciting that I would rather be Dark Angels than Ultramarines or Black Templars. Correct. And you run into a real problem where there's a lot of stuff that is nice while you're there. There's so many, like every single stratagem is like a a third best stratagem of a good detachment. And you Correct. just have six of those, and there's no there's no draw. There, there's very few. There's nothing to so there's nothing to build around stratagem wise. So the hope is that there is something to build around data sheet wise, and uh, that's also not the case. Let's go through it's them now. Um, the best thing, but the best thing I will say about this. In fact, I would say this is the best thing about the codex. The special characters, apart from the lion, are absolute bangers. Uh, the special characters in this, uh, the dark and special characters are actually phenomenal. Apart from the lion, I mean, um, I. I I honestly, who besides Asriel are you excited about? Um, I still think Samael's awesome. Yeah, I, Sam, I actually, actually, actually really like Sammy. I actually don't hate Asmodai. And I don't hate Ezekiel. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with I don't hate them. Um, but that was as strong as I was getting. I, didn't, I wasn't going to say any of those were amazing. Asriel's obviously a, a you know, gold-plated pimp. Like, that man's <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, all right, so let us get to this. So the lion has not changed. Uh, yes. So actually, the lion's got lion's got nerfed. Lion got nerfed. Yeah. Tell us, mate. Yeah, the lion is no longer minus one to wit. Other Correct. than that, it's unchanged. Yep. Other than that, he is unchanged. So he literally just copped the nerf. If you were taking it before, because he's just like a nice, awesome, cool beat stick, and he's a Primark, he's still very much takeable in that role. But that's all he's pretty much offering. Yeah. I really desperately wanted his auras to get reworked. Yeah. Again, 
I'm he, he's you're screaming for a thing to do after someone is battle shocked here. Yeah, and for some reason he's not Deathwing. That's the other thing that kills me. Yep. Just putting it out there. I, why is he not Deathwing? Why is... Yeah, anyway. He's every wing. He's all wings at all times. But yeah. Um, the Inner Circle Companions. Tell us a story here, mate. The brand new unit for yeah, uh, so the Archangels. The models are great. Uh, they've got powers and, and robes and some really badass swords that are bigger than a guardsman. And with those swords, you can tickle people because you're a three-wound marine. Like a like a chosen or a blade guard or a um or a sword veteran, sword veteran. you are yep. yep you are a, a three wound space marine that's OC two and you carry an AP one power weapon. Yay! You are it's six one two is the profile for these gigantic Calibanite great swords and a, a, the the great sword they had the audacity to name it a great sword mm-hmm. when they made it AP one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Like Games Workshop. Are we on the same page? Yeah. Great. No, then, like that is <laughs> that is the world's okayest sword. It is, yeah, yeah. So it has two modes. It has the strike mode, which gives you lethal hits, four attacks, uh hitting on threes, like you said, six one two. Or you can do a sw- it says sweep here. It says sweep, but you still only have four attacks. There's not yeah. I, I, I expect when you when I read sweep, I expect, you know. Uh, sometimes double, or at least a third more. But this one has sustained hits two. So the the big swing, the big swing, the big stab has lethal. This one has sustained hits two. You only got one damage on these, so six one one. Um, but you do have sustained hits two. So with with I guess it, it, with against one wound models and like I guess slap an oath a moment there. These guys can really pop off. Um, they are unit capped at three to six, like I mentioned before. They've got two abilities. While a character model is leading this unit, they are minus one to hit, shooting and uh, fighting. Minus one to hit just across the board. Uh, and then each time a model in this unit makes an attack that targets a character. A unit add one to the hit roll, so they'll hit character units on twos. Oh, sorry, um, yeah, not yeah, like if they had one more rent, I'd be super excited. What? Sorry, continue. Oh no, no, no you're you're completely fine. Um, I agree. It's the the AP one on a melee unit kills me. Yeah, absolutely it lays me low. They are one armor contempt away from being a joke, and that's going to happen unfortunately often. Yeah, the sweep is like annoying, but I don't think it's actually a big deal. Because, like, yes, you can use the sweep to be better at killing guardsmen on a unit that already killed the guardsmen that it touched. So, yeah. technically, this unit is now very good at killing the fearsome 20 guardsmen plus command squad, <laughs> which is important. Watch out. Someone, someone's got to yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but, like, it, there's no invuln. There's no um, involvement. Ignore yeah. the fact that they carry it, that they can be modeled with a banner. That is irrelevant. They're OC2, regardless of whether or not you model them with a banner. The banner is purely aesthetic. They're an OCT, OC2 unit that could be modeled with a banner. The banner does not have a role on the data sheet. Yes, I do like that they're OC2. That is a little bit of a step up from the contemporaries, as in uh, Blade Guard and yeah. uh, uh, Sword Breath, who I believe are both OC1. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're both OC1. But like, at the end of this day, if we are comparing the most direct comparison Ooh. for this unit is Blade Guard. Because Correct. you can't take Sword Brethren in Black in Dark Angels, and Sword Brethren are frankly broken. So the fact Absolutely. that these are worse than Sword Brethren isn't a knock. Ever almost everything's worse than Sword Brethren. It's not itself. <laughs> Blade Guard. Well, yeah. Blade Guard are the same defensive stats, also a four-up invuln. Yes. Offensively, it's no lethal hits. 
minus one strength, plus one AP, and then you get that nifty reroll ones to hit or damage rule. Yes. Which yes. I think I think what this looks like is slightly better combat from Blade Guard because a strength and a lethal does not make me forgive them for being AP1. Better defense for a Blade Guard. Some cool utility rules on the companions that don't close the gap. Basically, if these are the same points cost as Blade Guard, you'll never see them. Correct. uh, So, uh, And I will let you guys know, the current rules in the back of this book um, cannot be correct if Inner Circle companions are ever going to see the table outside of the most fluffiest of fluff games. I'm still going to buy 10. Um, they are phenomenal. <laughs> I'm still going to buy 10. doesn't change anything about me having or not having these these models. Um, but they are currently priced more than Blade Guard in the back of this book. So me and me and John are both of the opinion that can't be correct. If these guys are even a decimal point more than Blade Guard, they are untakeable in the comparison. Yeah. They, need to be, they need to be almost like probably about three points per model cheaper at a minimum to be considered. Yeah, I think so. Blade Guard is currently 90 for three. I think that 80 per three is the moment where I will go reread the companion data sheet correct, to double check. Correct. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly where I'm at as well. Um, all right. Uh, quickly tell you about the... Uh, everyone knows what Asriel does. He's fantastic. He's probably the best thing in the book. Um, it, yeah. Actually, not no probably about it. He is the best thing in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, he's absolute banger. Gives you your CP. Gives you sustained hits and a 4 plus invulnerable save on the unit that he joins. Absolute monster. Um, Asmodai has got a glow up. He is much better in combat. He used to be such a joke in combat. He's uh, now have a strike and sweep profile on his attacks. Um, he can either have five attacks at 622. Um, or eight attacks at five two one. So he remembers what a power sword is. So so his his blunt eagle crozius, yep, yep, is more AP than a two handed as big as a guardsman uh, greatsword. Just just yeah, that's, putting it out that's there. How it is. Um, yeah, it, they changed his weapon. As far as I can tell, the rest of his data sheet is unchanged. He's still a four wound character, which is like mildly surprising for a yeah. primaris epic hero. I thought he would just get an extra wound when he crossed the Rubicon, but you know what? Yeah. He's still fine. As long as he may, remains cheap, the ability to give leadership five and reroll hits and occasionally do some funky battle shocks, it's perfectly fine for a cheap character. And yeah. he is a Deathwing infantry that you can attach to basically anything you would expect. Yeah, boy. I had an idea that if when I was the, literally the first time I was going through this, because of course, it's funny. It's funny how this is laid out for us, at least. Um, you, you get the lion and then you get the inner circle companions. And then the very next new thing I got was Asmodai. And I read Asmodai. I'm like, oh, well, okay, if the points are good, Asmodai, I know, is cheap. Asmodai with companions, they're minus one to hit, then plus one to hit characters. He gives them four rolls to hit, so you can milk the lethals or the sustained. And I was like, there could be a thing there if these guys are cheap. Um, and then, no. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see in the balance of artists, because hopefully they are cheap. Because I don't hate that, because it is a very, very cheap little combo. Um, but right now, it is it is not there. All right. Um, Belial has not changed yet. He got a glow up, but he is exactly the same as far as I can tell. Yep. New model looks dope. The model Does. is great. The rules are unchanged, which means he's perfectly fine, not crazy. No, he's perfectly fine, not amazing. Um, Ezekiel is much the same also. Yep. He still gives plus one attack um, to melee weapons, which I always thought was quite spicy. Um, and then if he dies, everyone's going to take a battle shock. Well, all your stuff has to take a battle shock because you're like, oh my god, Ezekiel's dead. Everyone get his eyeball. Um, 
Ezekiel is perfectly uh, um, good. The important thing here is he can join relevant units now. Um, he was restricted to essentially firstborn units um, previously. He's got Assault Intercessors, Blade Guard now. He's got Hellblasters, Infernus, Inner Circle Companions, Intercessors, and Stone Guard Veterans and Tactical Squad. So he's the playbook for, for him has opened up a lot, so he might see some more play because his restrictions were the fact that you could only take him with absolute trash. Yeah, perfectly Perfectly okay with Ezekiel. Again, he is a Deathwing infantry character who can give the Deathwing keyword to all those units as well as the plus one attack. Nothing wrong with Ezekiel. Good for Ezekiel. Um, Sammy is uh, exactly unchanged. Lazarus is exactly unchanged. Notably, Lazarus is a Deathwing uh, model. You can attach to squads and get good old bonuses. All right, let's uh, Deathwing Terminator is exactly the same. Let's talk about the omission, the missing, the missing links here. So the Deathwing Command Squad is has been deleted, as has the Talon Master. So those are the two the ta- those are the two um, oh. data sheets we have completely lost. And you forgot the Deathwing Strike Master. Uh, uh, true. Sorry, I didn't even know he was in there because I never took one, never owned one, never gave a stuff. But there we are. We have lost another one. Yeah. So three data sheets down, and I'll mention that the Deathwing Command Squad data sheet is gone, and the war gear options that were unique to it are unrepresented. It's not like it got combined. Right. It, it, it's gone. If you have a if you have a Deathwing model with a banner, that is now a generic Terminator Ancient. If you have a Deathwing Champion, that is right. now a fancy Captain or a, a proxy for a different weapon. And if you've got a fancy Deathwing Apothecary, he has a Power Fist and a Stormbolter. Yep, he's just a Terminator now. Uh, Terminator. Uh, so this is going to piss a lot of people off, but GW legitimately said, new kit who dis to all of us. Um <laughs> They just, uh, yeah, that unit is deleted. It is gone, and uh, R.I.P. Rest in peace. Because um, what we're about to tell you about Deathwing Knights uh, will lead you to a similar conclusion. So, Deathwing Knights have had, in my opinion, uh, one of the biggest nerfs of the edition uh, so far. From index to codex, they have gone from being a ten man to now only being a five man. They yep. have gone from, um, they have gone from their uh, uh, weapons. Their maces of absolution being three damage down to two damage, and there was one more. There was one more nerf. Oh, uh, as far as I can tell, there aren't any other nerfs other than the points in the back of the book, which I have to assume which are atrocious, a- a- atrocious, absolutely insane. The, but, the points in the back of the book are two hundred and ninety points for five Deathwing Knights, which yeah. is, if that is correct, this is a dead unit. This is absolutely completely dead competitively. Um, tell what? What do you think, mate? Is this as bad um, as I'm making out? So the 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 five man is really annoying. I actually think a five man is still a pretty decent squad at the current points in the MFM. Time points. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It the the Mace of Absolution nerf is pretty annoying. And they gained a teleport homer for free, which is cool but doesn't really do much. The sergeant weapon got a glow up, which I, I feel true. obligated to mention because that, yep. that sergeant weapon, I played one game with this unit and that sergeant activated like five times and I felt it. Which sergeant um, weapon did you take? Because his flail is now rebranded to the great weapon of the Unforgiven, uh, which still has devastating wounds and sustained hits one. Uh, six two two is the profile, but he has a second weapon, which is a relic weapon that he can take now, um, which has mm-hmm. lethal hits um, and six attacks at seven two two, which is pretty spice. Yeah, so I like the two sergeant weapons still. Like that's good. Uh, we I feel like we have to mention the the power. The, I was going to say the Calibanite Greatsword, but that they get, because they get a giant sword in the new kit. Giant sword. It's actually surely. just a power weapon. Surely, no, surely, tell, surely that can't be the case, mate. Surely the brand new amazing Terminator kit with brand new weapon options has to have a good sword, right? Yeah, the sword is, 
It's it's five attacks, weapon skill two, which is awesome. But it's strength six, awesome. AP two, great. Damage one. JJ, dead. God. Up until the end, did they have me. Uh, man, it's, it's so disappointing. I mean, I am of the opinion that um, Deathwing Knights, for what they were able to do, were erroneous uh, in many situations. Like, minus one damage, infiltrating 10 of them. Um, uh, I mean, deep striking 10 of them now, you know, with first turn three inches away from your opponent in matchups where they people can't handle them, was going to get, could have become toxic. Um, and so, yeah, cool. 10, 10 men down to five men, that almost takes care of that problem already. Uh, because, you know, it's a it's a five man you can now just walk away from it they're they're slow uh there's no advantage charge there's no way to make them faster uh but then they actually don't kill anything they don't do anything a regular terminator with a power fist is so much better than uh a deathwing knight with their yeah. mace of absolution or power weapon it is it it is so infuriatingly tragic to me this used to be a thunder hammer and now it is strength six minus one two damage it's exactly the same, apart from hitting on twos, it's exactly the same as the Calibonite greatsword that the companions have. It's yep. absolute. It doesn't even have the lethal uh, hits. They have lethal hits. Oh my god, they have lethal hits. This doesn't even have lethal hits. Theirs is better. Piss off. Yeah, this is just it's it's not it's not pretty. It's uh the, the minus one damage to the and they still have minus one damage to the day sheets. They're still thick as a box of Snickers. Yes. But the Mace of Absolution nerf coupled with the power weapons being a slap in the face. God, they gave that model a beautiful damage one melee weapon. Good yeah. golly. Yeah, I... It, the model... Dude, the I could still see a five-man to hold space because it is very hard to shift and they are still perfectly capable of beating up a trash unit that even attempts to get near them. But they are not the same as they were. And in my mind, this is... A five man that you three inch deep strike onto a flank of and try to leave it there. Correct. They weren't going to shoot anyway. Deep strike them behind a wall and be these guys. Like you said, thick as a bar of Snickers. Do you do you have the time and can you be bothered? Um, and a lot of the time, your opponents can be like, "Yeah, no, I I don't." Um, this is an interesting change. The Ravenwing Command Squad still exists because, of course, the kit still mm-hmm. exists. Um, and uh, is sorry. Oh, uh, I think we skipped the Terminator Squad. Uh, I was, I was going to circle back to it, but fair, okay, let's do it now. Reasonable. No, let's, let's circle back. No, no, no we're, we're doing it now. The Terminator okay. Squad. This is, the Deathwing Terminator Squad is now your bread and butter Deathwing unit. If you, especially if you were taking the Deathwing Detachment. This, this is the unit that gets full... Well, firstly, this is the only unit of Deathwing Infantry that actually shoots <laughs> worth anything, and therefore is the only one that's going to get any mileage from the fact that you get plus one to wound against your VAD objective marker um, from that detachment. Tell what are your thoughts here? Nece- I'm of the opinion these are guys are necessary, and but I don't love having to take them. Oh, I honestly wasn't. Def- I, I wasn't going to take them. Um, so this is a strict. This is a vanilla Terminator unit. Ignore. They no longer get Thunderhammer, Storm Shields, and Lightning Claws. If you want those, you go to the Assault Terminator data sheet in the Codex. Correct. This is just a shooty Terminator unit. It is, warrior wise a copy-paste of the vanilla Terminator datasheet, but it can also take a plasma cannon. So it's a bunch of Stormbolters and Power Fists. You can turn as many Power Fists and Chain Fists as you want. One per five gets choice of Assault Cannon, Cyclone, Heavy Flamer, and now a Plasma Cannon. There's the very small caveat that the Sergeant cannot choose to take a Power Fist. He's stuck with a Power Weapon. And they get a Watcher in the Dark. They get a teleport homer, and they get the uh, the better against the oath target rule from the index. 
Low. Which is better than the version that Space Marines have for some reason. That's true. That is true. The biggest so, the biggest buy-in for the Deathwing um, Terminator though, was that you used to be able to mix and match. You used to be able to take any anything. You, and people yeah, say, oh, no more no yeah. more two cyclones and eight Thunderhammer Storm Shield. That's not Correct. real anymore. Yes. And so the biggest reason to take these guys is kind of gone. I mean, the only the only reason to take these guys, literally, in my opinion, is if you want the better version of the 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 no issues versus sorry, more better versus the oath target and you want plasma cannons. That's it. That's the only real difference, right? Yeah. Versus vanilla. Well, for, assuming the points are roughly equal, you get a watcher in the dark, which is just going to be useful once again. Yes, it's unchanged. It's a four field opinions, mortal wounds. And what I mean, by the way, just to clarify for the the index version is that against the Oath target, the Deathwing Terminator squad is plus one to hit and ignores hit weapon skill ballistic skill mods. Yep. For reference, the Codex version of that is plus one to hit, no ignoring anything against the Oath target. So right. if they end up the, at the similar points, or very, very close points, ideally the same, this is the same thing with a plasma cannon that you're not going to buy, because I don't trust Hazardous on Terminators. <laughs> you're just going to take Cycle and Missile Launchers call it a day. And then you're going to just say, well, you know what? For the bundle, I ignore hit mods into the Oath target, and I get a Watcher in the Dark. And that's better than the vanilla version. I personally like Assault Terminators better because I like four wounds, and I like dev wounds on my reroll wounds in melee unit. Yes, I agree with everything you said. So there's still no shooting on our <laughs> Hellblasters and Azrael. That's what you're shooting. That's true. Is. That's true. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Deathwing units. Deathwing units. Not Deathwing adjoined character. <laughs> yeah, sorry uh, about that. Ravenwing Command Squad has changed in its modality. It used to be a unit in and of itself. Now it is a unit similar to a Dark Commune or a Company Command Squad that you attach to another mounted unit. Of course, that can be Outriders or Black Knights. I have considered what this looks like if we just try and hide some, essentially just hide some Black Knights in some cheaper Outriders, but I, uh, that is a, a caveat in my head that requires Outriders to get cheaper again. Yeah. They're already cheap and not good enough. Um, but what is interesting here is that you can take a unit of six Black Knights and add three more Black Knights to it, which have all the spicy things that you remember. They have plus one advance, plus one charge, plus one OC, and then um, the Raven, the Ravenwing um, commander there, the, the actual like champion, is now a character you can give stuff to. You can give him enhancements and upgrades. The issue here is that now that you've attached an atta a character to here, you can no longer put a chaplain on this unit, which was the best thing to put on on Deathwing Knights because you gave them, so Black Knights because you gave them devastating wounds in their shooting, which was phenomenal. And you can't put Sammy there, so there's no advance and advance and charge and shoot and fall back and charge and shoot. Uh, but you can buy that for an enhancement. So this is an interesting way. Uh, but I suppose G Dub has done well because this could have gotten out of hand and gone into Death Star territory if I could chuck a chaplain on this unit as well and or Sammy. Um, but still, this. Uh, what do you make of this? Or do you, do you think the Raven Command Squad is a good change? And do you think there's any applications with Outriders or Black Knights? I think there is application. Uh, the Apothecary resing a model every turn is nice. It should yep. be said that the the profiles of the Command Swing are Command Squad are identical to what they were before, with the one exception that the Command Squad models are now four wounds. So in a Black Knight oh, yes. Squad, you, you do have a four wound Ancient who will be yep. the first model you kill if you're getting hit by damage one through three. And then you will res him as a four-wound guy in the front every turn because he's always going to be there in time for the OC to matter. So I oh, like well, the command squad. I'd also add, they're, they're starting OC too. Yeah, uh, Black Knights are as, as well. So the whole thing is going to go to like OC 27 if you've got the full the max nine. 
with, yeah. with the, the Ancient, which is kind of crazy when you think of how fast this unit can go. Yeah, and I think that this is perfectly valid. You get a couple extra plasma guns, you get a couple more of the Black Knight combo weapon, which is not a good combo weapon, but it is the kind of combo weapon that gets better the more of it you have. Correct, yeah. It's like it's that kind of profile that you can get to a tipping point. Um, I think it's perfectly serviceable. I think if you are going to play Ravenwing, this is a thing you're going to play with. I'm going to be playing with this. I'm going to be trying to see that super unit coming on turn one, either in the Stormlands or in this detachment or in the Ravenwing detachment, and or scouting nine inches. I don't know which one's better. I'm going to probably try both. Um, apart from that, I think we have one more unit to talk about that has changed significantly, and then we're going to get out of here. Um, Sounds good, and uh, that last data sheet we need to talk about is the Land Speed of Vengeance, who, for reasons beyond us, has been hit with the nerf bat. What's changed here? So it has received the dreaded double nerf, but one of these has felt more than the other. Its defensive profile is identical, its profile is identical, until you get to that Plasma Storm battery, which oh, is yeah. minus one damage to both its profiles. So the non-overcharged version is now damage one, and it can overcharge to damage two. Who? Who Who was Who was it hurting? Who Who got I, bad touch by the Vengeance that caused I, this? Because Vengeance done nothing to nobody. Vengeance was pure and innocent. Yeah, the Lane Speeder, the Lane Speeder Vengeance was a really cute tool that was useful, and it wasn't crazy, but it was like, oh, I, I enjoy putting a couple of these on the table sometimes. It wasn't. I didn't take three of them in every Dark Angel list. I ran Dark Angels without Vengeance just several times. It didn't miss it. Yeah. But, yeah. but I also, I liked taking it a couple times. And when I took it, I was like, oh, this actually feels kind of good. Me too. I chopped and changed. I chucked them in. I chucked them out for Gladiators. Chucked them back in. Chucked them back out. Um, it it was fine. It was perfectly... I, ch I chucked them in, in and out for Storm Speeders as well. They were perfect in that like rotation of which one do you think is meta, meta better. Um, and now they are... They need to be... I, I'm of the opinion that they need to be sub 100 points to be still relevant uh, now. Even then, that's a question mark. But yeah, they need to yeah. go down significantly because they need to be cheap enough to spam. Otherwise, they don't matter Correct. at all. But yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's now a... Because I was taking one and I think I took two of them once. Now I, I need to take three of them more and I'm not going to bother. Um, what's the other change? So the shoot back when something near them dies, it has been limited. So it is no longer just once per turn. It is once per turn, no matter how many you have. Correct. So it's once per turn one of them. Because it used to be that if you took three vengeances, something I did, and then you put stuff near them, and someone shot and killed that scout squad, all three vengeances would turn on a dime and shoot them. Mm -hmm. And it is now one vengeance once per turn can shoot a after a thing near it dies. Yep. And um yeah, I don't I don't know why. I don't know why they decided to nerf so many data sheets. I mean, I understand that I, I would have personally have considered doing the um the five so the ten to five on the Deathwing Knights and changed nothing else. I think like, that's a good change. Yeah, I think it's a good change. It stops the death starness that we that people are currently struggling with because I've I've had players complaining about you know ten Deathwing Knights and a chaplain starting on their doorstep turn one and just being like, "Oof, I'm ill-equipped already to deal with this, and now I can't push them out of the middle two objectives, and the game's just kind of over." Um, and so I definitely want that to be removed. But them losing a damage, and I'm really hoping the points in the back are nothing near what they're actually going to be, because otherwise they're a dead unit. But man, I'm not feeling great about Dark Angels. Uh, I got I got to be perfectly honest. They are my number one and my main. And regardless of what I say here. Uh, I'm going to be playing them, and I'm going to be playing them thoroughly in, in, in all modalities, but I'm not excited, uh, and it hurts me. Tell, me. tell me your opinions. Please tell me I am wrong as well. 
Um, there are a small amount of things here that are interesting. Um, Asriel is still a phenomenal data sheet. Deathwing Knights, despite the nerf, are still takeable. The rest of these characters are merely cool. The lion is irrelevant. Um, the, the detachments, unfortunately, it, again, I mentioned it before, it's this circle, it's a vicious circle of the detachments aren't so good that you want to take the data sheets that they're built around. Because yeah. the, the, the other two detachments are very specifically built on take the Deathwing stuff, take the mm. Ravenwing stuff. They're very focused. Neither detachment is so good that it's like, oh, you're just going to take these no matter what. And then the data sheets aren't so good that you want to take the detachments. Detachments, yeah. It just seems like a straight line of mediocrity, um, unfortunately. Like, nothing here is a superstar. There is not a single, like... Asriel. Oh, apart from Asriel, yeah. Asriel is literally a superstar. But Asriel is a superstar outside of, this, outside of this codex. You just take that data sheet and chuck it in any Space Marines detachment, and he is just a, an absolute phenomenal option. He doesn't get anything. He doesn't really get anything here. He doesn't get anything extra. He's just good. He's just good that he's he's a, a shining beacon of always takeable in a book of conditional and T's and C's and, and awkwardness. Um, I'm still excited for a couple of plays. Like I really like the idea of the nine Blackwing Knights. I think it's going to be. I I think it's going to be a. Am I good enough to make that unit worth it? <laughs> kind of a uh, proposition because I do. I have I have thirty Black Knights, um, and so therefore I must extract value uh but you know if am i good enough to make that unit good and on the table and make it work then i think it'll be a very good unit and if i stuff up and it gets blown up after or it gets traded for literally anything one for one in the game uh, it's a horrible horrible unit and i've done badly by myself um mate all right we're gonna we're gonna do the thing now we're gonna rate this thing get out of here um out of 10 how happy are you as a dark angels player with this codex three uh, yeah, yeah, that's one more than I'm going to give it. All right, tell tell us why though. I mean, I was um, you didn't even need to tell us why. It, yeah, it's not. That. It's not even that. I think it's terrible because I, uh, I think that the flavor is is just missing. Mm. It, it's there's nothing in the Ravenwing detachment that makes you want to take Ravenwing. The Deathwing detachment successfully does make me want to take Deathwing, but I'm not excited about it. It's the most excited I've been to play Bladeguard in this edition. Yeah, that's in in this edition. This is the best way to take Blade Guard I've seen. This edition, this edition, correct. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I do a hundred percent agree. Of course, I'm giving it to that. Um, the fact that the data sheets got, I could I could go down the list, and I think I could find eight nerfs in the data sheets, especially if we're counting the three that no longer exist. And in exchange, the only data sheet buff. Only one is that Asmodai got a little better in combat. <laughs> That's it. Uh, That's I've the only it, one I could find. It's the first time I've had it laid out so plainly, but you're absolutely right. It's yeah. oh. I could find it's I so, think it's, I could easily rattle off eight data sheet nerfs because we didn't even cover mm, all of them. The no, Dark Talon uh yeah. is limited to one bomb per uh turn for all the Dark Talons. Not a big nerf, but it's not a buff. <laughs> 
Yeah, I 100% agree. I think there was only one nerf that was warranted, and that was the one we already reeled off for the Deathwing Knights. Apart from that, none of the, the, the rest, the entire rest of the nerfs feel erroneous. Of course, the, the deleted squads it is it, just a, a model a model thing. Like the Deathwing Command Squad is not a, a model they produce anymore, so they stopped. Um, the Talamaster is not a model they produce anymore, so they stopped. These things really sting. We kind of knew that were going to happen, but now they're just they're happening to us at the same time that we're getting a pretty empty, uh, hollow codex. Um, where do you think Dark Angels are going to end up now on the competitive uh, lexicon of tier list? Right now, they're they're like second or third best Space Marine in the game, Argu- arguably sec- equal, you know, second best with Ultramarines. Uh, Black Templars yeah. being first best. Yeah, I, I agree. They're right in that Ultramarine tier. Um, I I think that Dark Angels' existence, frankly is you can take that Deathwing detachment if you like Dark Angels and you can make it work. Mm-hmm. If you like Dark Angels, you can make it work. If you are a Space Marine player and you realize that you have written a 1900-point list and you forgot to pick a chapter, you can just chuck Azrael in the list. And it's Correct. better. Because Azrael yep. great. However, yep. beyond that point, if you are playing any Space Marine you want, there is not a lot of a reason to go to Dark Angels. Mm-hmm. Dark Angels gives you some stuff if you are already there. It doesn't give you a lot of reasons to go to Dark Angels from a different from another chapter. Is it is it tragic to me that I think Unforgiven Task Force is better than the other two, and and that uh, it's it's much more likely agree. to be? It's just it's more... it's such a it's just such a not Gladius to me. Yeah, exactly right. It's it's a faux gladius, but it is well rounded at a minimum where the other two are pigeonholed. Um, mm-hmm. At least it is the the compromise I make in my head. The Unforgiven Task Force is legitimately well rounded. It's just well rounded in a way that's worse than the gladius um, because they've all got that T's and C's of, of being battle shocked to get their second level of thing, whereas the gladius has being in the right doctrine to get your second level of of uh, goodness. Whereas the Inner Circle Task Force and the um, a company of hunters is all just so here's this tiny little selection of units that if you use perfectly they can feel as good as other units do being used averagely um i'm giving i i don't think dark angels or anything from this codex is going to be seen um anywhere like yeah the, because the biggest issue was even when you were taking the unforgiven task force you still had 10 deathwing knights in a lot of the time it was still being underpinned by the fact you could take 10 Deathwing Knights as like the core backbone goodness of the army. So I'm not sure where they're at now. I, I really, really worry that um, Dark Angels are, are going to really drop off. Um, yeah, I think that they're, I've decided that they are still better than Space Wolves. Um, oh, right. Cool. Because Space Wolves have exactly one detachment. <laughs> a, yeah. Cool. So we have a Stormlance and we have one build that we can do in one detachment. <laughs> that's, um, that's as good as what other, other people can do in the Gladius and et cetera. Yeah, I, I unfortunately I feel like this is going to hinge on because of the the vicious data sheet detachment circle that we've mentioned. If the data sheets end up kind of cheap, I think yes. we're gold. I think we're riding. Yeah, yeah, same. If the, I, I, if, dude, legit. If the data sheets are what they're printed at in the back of the codex, which again is fake and not real, but it's the only thing we have for a week or three or whatever, um, then this is worse than space wolves. Hundred percent. Um, the first thing I did when I got to the end, I, and I'm looking at the points, I'm like, uh, "This this codex is dead on arrival." If these are the correct points, if these are the correct points, this codex is dead on arrival, borderline unplayable compared yeah. to any any other Space Marine anything. 
And so I'm, that's why I've convinced myself. I have Pavloved. I have gaslit myself into being like, these points cannot be true. It's not I, the case. I agree. I no, can't I really have it. I really don't think they are. Not a single codex that we've gotten has had accurate points printed in it. Nah. So I don't yeah. think it's going to start now. And I also, frankly, they were, they, with the Space Marine Codex, they were very willing to go in and make a couple of points drops right when the Space Marine Codex came out, especially in the aftermath of the Oath nerf. I think yeah. that they, if they're doing the same thing here, I think Dark Angels are going to be fine. Unfortunately, yes. because of Codex Creep being a thing, it is generally considered that coming out of the gates fine is not a recipe for long-term success. I yep. don't think this is coming out as a chapter that is a, a, appealing for a, a an all-around Space Marine player. Uh, so my biggest issue, I think, and this has been in my closing thought, I'm like I said, I'm, I love I love Dark Angels. I'm going to play the hell out of this book regardless of whether it's better, worse, whatever. I'm just going to do it because that's just me, and I love the game, and I love the hobby, and I'm still passionate about my factions. Um I'm not excited, and that's the biggest issue. I'm getting a brand new codex for my number one faction in the game, and I'm not excited. And that's the the biggest indictment I can tell you about this. Um, nothing here feels thrilling. The Ravenwing don't even so Ravenwing that that was the whole point. You felt excited playing the game. You felt excited and janky, and you felt like you had a big playbook. And now they just feel uh, I don't I don't know. Do they have an identity? Is there a flavor? I can't I can't put my finger on it. If there is yet. I'm hoping it becomes apparent to me if I play a couple of games. But anyway, we're going to close this off. We've, we've doom and gloomed enough, mate, and I do hope and pray that we are wrong and that some gold can be extracted out there in the, the wider universe. And uh, if, and please, in, in, in the chats, in the, the whatevers, please tell us we're wrong. This, this, is, this is like the time of the, when, I, when one of my factions gets a bad codex, I want to be wrong so much. <laughs> I just want to be absolutely incorrect. But, mate, John, you've been an absolute champion, an absolute legend. Thank you very much for coming on. This Thank dude, this is, a very, this is a very long episode for three detachments, just showing how passionate John and I are about this faction and how much it means to us. Um, but John, good luck to you, mate, uh, in all your endeavors. I look forward to watching all your war room bat reps with the uh, the Dark Angels. Actually, I'm probably going to go watch those. It's the second they're up. Um, do you, do, quick, quick one. Don't tell us which ones, but do you win any games? Uh, I recorded one of them, and you, you're not going to know the order I recorded them in. I have already won a game. Oof. Yes, yes, yes. So, All right, well, cool. As much cool. as I don't think that this book is crazy, I don't think that we're coming up Mate. yet. There. Mate, if John Lennon can win a game with it, anybody can win. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. <laughs> Thank you very much, John. You're an absolute chat legend. Uh, and yeah, go over and check out some War Room goodness. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under. Signing out from tomorrow.